T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. It's Jeremy White with Sneaky Joe DiBiase. Does anybody else out there want to want to do something like that? What, what do we need to settle? Jeremy White. When you were a kid and you were going to get sick, like you might throw up, did your family use the same bowl? You go to bed, you bring the bowl there in case you're going to throw up. Was that the same bowl as the family movie popcorn bowl? With Sneaky Joe DiBiase. The same I bowl thought- that you are eating popcorn out of yeah. has been the thrown sick- up into. The sick bowl. But- it's just a bowl. You just wash it. It's just a bowl. The mental damage alone should be there that, hey, yeah. some, you know, little, whatever, your little brother or sister just threw up in this last week. Now I'm eating popcorn. Why do we have a dishwasher? So on Monday, popcorn. On Tuesday, throw up. And on Wednesday, dog food. No, I see no issue with it. On WGR Sports Radio 550. And on Thursday, you defrost frozen meat in it. Hmm? Big, huge bowl. Got to defrost some chicken. Chicken breast. Boom. Goes in there. Fill it with water. Half hour later, you've got to frost the chicken. Dump the water. Wash the bowl. No chance. You even do that? What do you no. defrost chicken in? Well, I'll do not in the bowl that I puked in. <laughs> All right. I, I wasn't. I wasn't <laughs> sure if the chicken was the problem with the puke or the chicken was the problem with the popcorn because the chicken. No. That's that's you know if it's defrosting chicken, well, there's potential there for contaminants. You're more upset about the 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 puke contaminating the chicken than the chicken contaminating me, the popcorn. Interesting to see which way you went on. Okay, that one. Let, let me ask you this: Do you ever? Do you ever cut raw chicken or like clean raw chicken or whatnot? Or like cut like cut it and what? Yeah. Do you use a different cutting board? No. You use the same cutting board. Yes. We have a designated chicken cutting board. What about a beef one? There's a beef one too. Actually, th- this is pork. There, there's. If you a- <laughs> tell me you have a cutting board for every cut of meat. There, I, mean, I think you've I, got you've got yourself a, an issue here. I can send pictures later. It literally <laughs> will say fish on it. It'll say chicken what? on it. It'll say it's like a series of four. It's like a four pack. Wow. Different meats. How, Just eliminate all contaminants. How long do you think these contaminants live on these boards? I don't. I don't know. Maybe it's that I don't trust myself cleaning. I guess more than anything. <laughs> that might be right. That might be right. It's all a right. knee problem. Learn something every day. Howard's off today in uh, in true going out fashion. He's going to take one more day off, which means something enormous is going to happen today, right? Maybe it's the last real Howard it takes is. vacation. I got a bunch of things while I was off. I was off for three days, yep. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. We got Bill's renderings, yep. Le- Leslie Frazier deciding to step away for a year, and is there anything else? Riley Stillman. Yeah, okay, Riley Stillman. <laughs> Does that count? The Sabres made a trade for Riley Stillman. Meanwhile, over, overnight or late yesterday, uh, the Ottawa Senators make – it wasn't overnight because I definitely knew about it. Uh, yeah. J- Jacob Chickren on the move from the uh, the Coyotes to the Ottawa Senators, which was, of course, you know, a, a trade package we had talked about. So, all right, Joe, I guess we should, like, jump right into that because – actually, I can tie this into Howard's last day. Yeah. I was thinking while I was gone, tomorrow's Howard's last day. He's in – we're going to send him off in style. And I thought, what caliber of trade would be big enough where his last day would kind of be scrapped as its constant reaction to sure, the okay. Sabres just traded for Leon Dreisaitl, right? Like, <laughs> you know, right. what players would qualify to bump Howard versus the players we'd say, like, 
Okay, uh, uh, some guy named Riley Stillman. Okay, anyway, yeah. Howard, back to you. Chikrin yeah. would have been right at the at the bar of, hey, the Sabers traded for Chikrin. Ooh, yeah, it would have been on the. It would have been. We would have to draw a line in the sand. Like, are we are we going all in on Chikrin now? Because that, I feel like that would have been as big a deal as they could have made, probably. And yeah. of the players that have been rumored, right? It would have been Chikrin or Timo Meyer. Like those were the two big names to be traded by tomorrow's deadline. Who's the biggest name that was not one of those guys that's been moved? Nino Niederreiter? Yeah. Is it Jonathan Quick? I mean, in the Patrick Kane. Patrick Kane, sure, okay, yeah, yeah def- that, that's different. That's but. a good one. If the Sabres had traded for Patrick Kane, it probably would have been a big deal. Yeah, but you know, some of these names, quick goes to Columbus, Corpusalo. That's a guy that we talked about briefly that could have been a target for the Sabres. Is that it? Is it a big goalie trade? If they trade for UC Saros, yes, he's great, but is he not? He doesn't have like that star power pop that some of these other guys might have. That's, that's probably right. Saros remains probably the dream scenario for the Sabres at this point. Anyway, good morning. Jeremy White, Sneaky Joe, I'm back from vacation. Ready I've, to roll? I'm ready. I've uh, I've done a lot of things in my life that were important to me, uh, like see Top Gun Maverick finally. That happened. <laughs> yes. Wow. That finally happened. So plenty to get to. But yeah. let's start with the Chikrin trade. Okay. Are we mad? I, I, I will say that I had told you many times, listen, I'm not going to be that upset if Chikrin goes to, to uh, the – Kings to the Blues. He's a, he goes to the Kraken. Like, there, who right. cares? Yeah. There were about four teams where I really would have thought, hmm, interesting. That's tough to take. And he went to one of those four teams. It would have been Ottawa, Detroit, Boston. Boston. Would it have just been anybody in the division? Probably. Florida probably had no need here for this, right? And they don't have a pick for like five years, yeah. so they probably weren't even in it. It really is the Senators or the Red Wings were the two. Most interesting places he could have gone. Yeah, where Sabres fans have to say, "How come their build is ready for this? My build's not ready for this." You could also make the case, of course, that their build needs it, and the Sabres build doesn't need it as much. Sure. So Chickering gets traded. The price is not too high. It's a first and two seconds that are conditional. That was the thing. I mean, to me, that's is that more? That's more the reason to be mad about it than than actually where he ends up. It compounds it that it happened on a team in the division. For over a year, it's been they're not on planet Earth with their ask that they they're they're insane with what they're asking for, and then that's what he got he got dealt for. Like if I if I were Kevin Adams in that spot, I would have I would have thrown something out the window. I would have broke TVs. Like I would have been furious, depending on you know how that negotiation went, because I can't imagine at the end that. It would have been that hard to outbid that that trade, so I think the the amount he got traded for a first and a, a another second and then a second that's three years away, four years away. Um, I just I can't believe that that's all he got traded for after all the talk and how long he's been on the market. Yep, two firsts was a, it was going to be two firsts or a first and a prospect that you know amounts to be a first or you know whatever a first and two seconds and yeah. You know, it's the other thing, the Timo Meyer trade. Maybe you wanted to rent a player like that to try and make a final push. And New Jersey makes a trade with the Sharks that involves 100 pieces back and forth. Yep. Meyer and seven guys you've never heard of for seven guys you've never heard of. <laughs> and a first. And a first. But in, the, in a trade like that, you can make a case and say, well, the Sharks targeted defensive prospects and the Sabres yep. just don't have the piece Sometimes a deal can be centered around one piece. You know how this works. You're making a deal in fantasy yep. football. 
you're going between two people. Sorry, I just like this one guy better for my future. And You don't have a guy right. that can match that. I don't have a prospect that can match that. And if that's the kind of package that you want, I, I can't beat that without really overpaying. Yeah. So you've got you've got deals where you just can't you can't meet the price because you don't have the piece. And then you've got deals where you just didn't pay it. Again, maybe that comes down to they are betting against Ottawa being a high, drafting high. It's top five protected. Yep. But if they if Ottawa misses the playoffs, they have a good shot at getting a mid first, and the Sabers would have been a little bit further down because they might actually still make the playoffs. So, but that's you know that's a nominal difference. So, Chickren's traded. He's traded to Ottawa, and them being ready for that. I mean, not they did in the off season too. Right, like Giroux. This is not new. Giroux and DeBrinket, and they traded for Cam Talbot in the off season. Uh, they got their veteran goaltender. Now they get Chikrin. Like Ottawa, Ottawa's got no picks. They don't pick until the fourth round this coming draft. Did do they care? They they probably don't because they think, hey, we're on a little run here. We're having a nice season. Little uh, you know confirmation that our young core is growing and is it is worth building around. So yeah, let's go do this. It's time to do this. Even if. We don't get in this year. He's 24. He's going to be here next year. He's going to be here the year after that at the and very least. Cheap. And he's cheap. I it, It's the exact type of trade I wanted to see the Sabres do at the a dream price. Like something that was not hard to swallow at all. You would not have had to give up any of your future other than this upcoming first. And yep. then the seconds, you have three of them in this upcoming round. They could have given them all, all three seconds. That's something they did have to outbid Ottawa. Yep, that's right. It's tough, especially I, yesterday when like it. There's Darren Dreger with a tweet like the teams that are in it. He mentions the Sabers first, and then he mentioned he mentioned Ottawa and Columbus. Like the market, there didn't seem to be much of a market. So I, I wonder, I wonder how close they really came to actually pulling this trade off. Because it was perfect. I never really found a good idea for why you wouldn't do it. Money worked. Age worked, contract worked, the player fit worked, the the position, everything worked. I guess the only thing that would make me wonder why they didn't do it would be they don't think it will make them better. They don't think it'll make them that much better. Isn't that a that's tough to sell though, isn't it? It he goes in for just do it like where he would go in in the lineup for. He goes in for Yoki Haru in or, the top or, four. Or, or right, Jacob Bryson comes out of your top six, and you bump Yoki Haru down to the sure. third pair. Right, you are how much better if you do that? I feel like you are better. I think you're definitely you're better. better. I is, almost want to say substantially. But is Chikrin the kind of defenseman they hope to get? Like, if you look at the way the Sabers are built right now, they had their worst losing streak of the season when who went out? Samuelson. Samuelson. Now, yeah. if Dalene misses eight games and they lose eight in a row. We see a different way they can lose eight in a row. Sure, and Darlene is not expected to play tonight. So, but honestly, even though Darlene is magical with his with with the deking and his puck movement and whatnot, defensively, like defensive zone, yeah, isn't he either their best or their second best he defenseman? Is. He yeah. is. And if you're talking about offensive defenseman versus defensive defenseman, I mean Darlene is excellent at both. Yeah, power is coming along excellently. I think at both, he's probably got more work to do on the defensive side. But whatever, he's got really impressive numbers, but. I wonder if what they really want, Joe, is another Samuelson type. Yeah. A guy they can put out in their top four. You know, you say you've got Darlene, Power, and then Samuelson, and who? I want a second defensive guy there that I can treat the same way that I treat Samuelson, which is his role 
is to just be a steadying presence. He doesn't have to be Jacob Chikrin because Chikrin is closer to Darlene in power. Right. He's one of the top 20, 15 defensemen in the NHL. He's a great puck mover. He does play, you know, whatever. He's He's got size. He's got other things to his game. But if you want to really look at why the Sabres didn't do it, I guess the best guess would be we already have too many Chikrin types and we need more. I mean, I'm not trying to tell you Samuelson types. I'm not trying to tell you he's better than Chikrin. Right. Which is that the way they build a certain defense core, they might want somebody more like a Samuelson. Do they think that that's the best fit, especially for power, right? Because isn't the next thing they do on the blue line, and I said this last night, I hold to it, that they will not, like, they're, they don't, they don't stop people from scoring right now. Like, goaltending plus blue line, they don't stop people from scoring. And, Unless Devin Levi shows up within two years and is a superstar, which I'm not betting on that quick that that happens, you have no defensive prospects coming to save the day, and you have a, a, a timeline here, goaltender-wise, you're probably going to have to wait. So if you're going to get better at that, you're going to have to do it via the trade market or free agency. And isn't the next move they make just, that's Owen Power's defense partner. So shouldn't everything really be viewed through the prism of how does this guy fit with Owen Power on yeah, a pair? Because right. anything they spend that's that's a sizable investment, it, assuming they would want to keep Samuelson and Darlene together forever, yep. that the next guy that they put an investment into, that's the guy who's going to play with Owen Power. And that's not Chikrin, right? That's not Chikrin. Uh, is th- it not? I don't know. I don't think it's Chikrin. And... Let's let's get to the another part of this. They when, can't mesh just because they're both great at moving the puck. Like zone exits, Chikrin was one of the best in hockey. Sure. What what, what they need, I, I, you know, they're an improving team. And they lost a tough one against Columbus, but whatever. They're an improving team. They've got a big one tonight. The thing the Sabers, from what I read, with fancy stats, blah blah blah, and a lot of they need someone that stops zone entries. Yeah. They don't have trouble getting out of their own end. They have trouble stopping teams from getting into their end. Mm-hmm. That's where they could use somebody that could be elite. And, you know, Chikrin is great at moving the puck. Is he, is he great at stopping defend, stopping line rushes coming in? They need someone else to better protect the blue line. And, of course, built into this also is Granado's style. I don't have any doubt Chikrin would fit in really well. I guess the question becomes, does it just become more of what they are? And we see Chikrin putting up good numbers, but sit, sit here and say, well, they still give up a lot of goals, whether that's on the goalies, whether it's on the style of play. You know, I'm not telling you it would have been a bad move. Yeah. I'm just trying to figure out why they wouldn't do that when everything you laid out, we've laid out. There would have been a, a, a put it this way if the deal's done, a lot of people say, like, well, it makes sense. And for that exact price, like, oh, good. Look at Buffalo getting better. The other thing, and I've got until tomorrow until this isn't true, and technically the entire offseason, Joe. Uh huh. What if that first is kind of marked for something else. What if it is marked for Soros? Uh-huh. What if the reason they don't pull the trigger is because they feel, well, we could spe- we could send this to Arizona for- in this Chikrin trade, or we've, yeah. got- we've got two seconds lined up for this other trade. And the deadline is tomorrow, so you've still got time, and you've seen a lot of the teams go out there and spend their seconds, and the, you know, the-, the, tra- the trade deadline board is moving a bit. I wonder if they're still planning something. I'd wonder who that guy is, or maybe it's someone they might guess is available in the summer. Cause this, they, cause, is there a guy... This happened with Stefan Diggs, right, with the Bills, where like, they checked in, Diggs said it, they checked in during the 2019 season, and they got told, not right now. Was that the way, I think that's yep. the way Diggs put it, like, not right now. 
The Bills might have heard that and said, not right now. So we could go trade a first-round pick right now for this other thing. If we wait till the summer, or not in football, you wait till the, the spring, we might be able to get Stephon Diggs. Mm-hmm. Let's wait. And they did it. And I, I could understand that, if that's the case. If Saros, for instance, he's being mentioned as one of the three guys that Nashville wouldn't trade. But if they have some indication that Nashville might be open to that in the offseason, let's hang on to it, that I would understand. I would think it would have to be that situation, though, because I'm just looking at like the TSN trade bait list right now for it's, tomorrow. It's not great. Nothing left. Like, <laughs> James Van Riemsdyk is number two on the list. Okay. Tyler Bertuzzi is number one. Carolina's first round pick is number three. Like it's it's getting Oof. real sparse. Yeah. Joel Edmondson. Like, that's not a first round pick. I love how there's a draft pick in there as the fourth it's, best option. <laughs> right. Yikes. Well, eight oh three oh five fifty, give us a call. We've got guests along the way today. We're gonna talk about the Senators with uh Dean Brown of TSN tw- uh, 1200 coming up. It's in the eight o'clock hour. The, the main question is why why is Ottawa ready for this? Why is Ottawa ready to take a step forward and they're right here kind of with the Sabres in the standings, which are, of course, crowded in the Eastern Conference. So uh, the Sabres sit with uh, 66 points. Otto's got 64 with uh, one more game played. So they're not that far behind the Sabres. That's another team that has gone through some really dark times and is in this mix a little bit. I mean, geez, Detroit's right here, too. Everybody but three teams are still alive in the East. Yeah, Detroit, I mean, them losing back-to-back. I saw... I saw them, before they lost the back-to-back to Ottawa, their playoff percentage chances were like 21%, and now they're at 2%. Oof. That's tough. What are we on for the Sabres right now? The Sabres are, hold on, they're going to Puck Luck. 27.8 on Puck Luck. Or no, I'm sorry, on Money Puck. On Money Puck, Puck yeah. Luck usually is pretty close. They have the Sabres at 30%. Okay. Ottawa at 8. Big one tonight. Tough, tough test. They play seven, seven games in a row against teams in playoff spots. I'll tell you why that might not be a bad thing. Um... That they just lost to Columbus and well, they play well against top lot, teams a lot. A lot of these playoff teams don't need it. Ah, uh, yeah. Shouldn't, shouldn't, yeah. Shouldn't you be able to play a team that doesn't really need it? Shouldn't Should, they be resting their starting goaltenders by this point? Right. When you play the Leafs, shouldn't you be able to get a team that's not as entirely motivated as you? You're fighting for your life, and they're not. And they've known who they're playing in the playoffs for four months. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk myself into it. We'll get some calls in. John and Elma, we want to know if you're upset, what you're looking for from the Sabres, and um, if it's Chikrin himself that you're wishing the Sabres had had, or if you just want to see something. And I, I think there's a lot to that point we'll get to as well. John and Elma, good morning, John. Good morning, guys. Um, just wanted to say, you guys need to get Kevin Adams on here to find out how we missed out on such a low uh, bar to get Chikrin. Um, I hope there's something else coming down the pipeline to help these guys, um, you know, to make the playoffs. Cause I don't. You know they can they'll make it next year with the young guys, but this year I don't think they have it in them. And uh, the one thing I was thinking they may be trying. You know I, they got rid of Patillo uh, because it didn't look like they were going to sign him. But that other defenseman that's pretty high rated from Minnesota is it Johnson? Or, um, Ryan, Ryan Johnson. Johnson. Ryan Johnson. If we could sign him or you know get him in, um, maybe that's you know they're looking at him as a. I don't know a Chikrin type development player, but if we could get him signed before the thing, they they just need to give us a little something to show that they're giving the guys a little bit of help without losing either players. You know, I mean, draft picks are really nothing per se. Um, the fact that you know Chikrin went for a first and two seconds is is it, it kind of is like a gut punch. 
You know, it's like we need to hear from Kevin Adams to find out how he missed out on this. Well, we we will hear. Thanks, John. We will hear from Kevin Adams tomorrow for sure. Like at, at on yep. deadline day, that is a guarantee. He'll come down after the trade deadline and talk about what happened, if anything. I mean, it could happen that we get to tomorrow at two o'clock and hear we're done. We're not doing anything. We're pretty satisfied with where they are, and that's what you'll hear. You'll hear a lot of you can't fast forward, and. You know, there's a there's a point here always to be made that teams are going to tell you everything went well, no matter who that is. The Sabres did make a trade for that defenseman, Riley Stillman. So, you know, to me, this is a point I make a lot, and it's not supposed to be a criticism of what the teams say. It's just the way that we cover them. Everything they do is within their plan. Was Riley Stillman part of the plan? I guess so, because they did it. And yeah. if they trade a first-round pick for Jacob Chikrin, that would have been part of the plan. They didn't. They were definitely interested in Chikrin. This is a lot like the the NFL yeah. draft to me, Joe. You you only draft one player. You would have drafted twelve guys in that spot, but the best one, the one you liked was this one. So yeah, Pierre LeBron wrote on Monday about the Sabers and Chikrin. "Quote: If the ask drops before Friday at three p.m., the Sabers will be trying to get in on that for sure." And then yesterday, Dreger had something similar along the same lines. If the price drops, they'll be interested. They've been staying close. The price dropped. And they didn't pull the trigger. Aren't aren't I to believe though that they probably wanted that? Yeah, and Chikrin too. I mean, he could have played into that. Maybe he said he wanted to go to Ottawa. Yeah, maybe. Maybe he says he wants to go to Ottawa. Maybe it comes down to. It's hard for me. I guess it's a little hard for me to to believe that they just said no to that price when everything kind of pointed to if the price drops, they'd be in on it. The price dropped and they weren't. So I guess they could have just been wrong, but man, it feels crazy to me to think that anybody could say no to that for that to, player. To that price. The only thing it could be with if it's a very close one, and I, I I think it's tough to make this case. Right now, if you go to the draft rankings, the Ottawa Senators are thirteenth. They have a two percent chance to win the lottery. Their mm-hmm. their pick is top five protected. You can only win the first or top two protected. Sorry, yeah. top two protected because there only is a top two to protect. So Ottawa has a two percent chance of picking first or second. And if they don't, Arizona gets that pick, which is a middle round, a mid pick, thirteenth. If they were to win it, it would become an unprotected pick next year. If you're the Sabers, yeah, you are not afraid of either of those scenarios. Especially, they let you protect it. So let's say the Sabers fall out and miss the miss the playoffs. They're going to be picking 14th. That's less than a 2% chance. And if you were to offer them an unprotected draft pick next year, it's the same thing. Even if you miss the playoffs, it's not likely to go up into the top two. They only draw for two spots, and your chances to move are very, very slim. So, you know, protected picks is ridiculous to me. So many of these teams, it's amazing they can get a protection. Ottawa's still got a protection despite it, a 2% chance. If they fall on their face I, and fall out of the playoffs, the best it could be is like three and a half. I think that is – is that everybody just a guaranteeing they Connor will Bedard. not trade Connor, Connor yes. Bedard? Did you see the Devils' protection? Yes. The Devils are third place in the NHL. And protected their top. <laughs> and they did top two protected. <laughs> right. Just because I, there, is gonna, there is going to be a 0% chance I trade Connor Bedard. Right. And the Sabres – I mean, I'm sure they would have maybe done that. Would they have offered up an unprotected first next year? Sure. I think they should. I don't see any problem with it. Mm. We'll get you the comments from the Lightning GM if you haven't heard those yet. 
basically saying the value of draft picks is kind of inflated. Like, it's not worth as much as you all think it is based on our timeline. And for the Sabres, I think there's a there's a bit of a point to be made on the same front. 803-0550. Deadline day tomorrow. And, you know, we'll take your calls on it. We'll see if anything happens more today. I want to mention, like, our sister station, News Radio 930 WBEN, probably continuing coverage of the fire from yesterday, which yeah. I, I got back into town yesterday. You know, I'm, I'm flying back in from Denver and just looking at the video, seeing the video, reading the, the stories, seeing the pictures of the firemen and women out there that were just like, it's it's obviously, it's a terrible day to have lost a firefighter in this community. So continuing coverage of that on uh, our sister station, News Radio 930 WBEN. As we you know move along through this Thursday, so join us if you would. Our phone number eight zero three zero five fifty. It's one last day off for Howard, and then tomorrow is final show. Jeremy White, Sneaky Joe on WGR. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest five G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.